I wanted to say something about the meeting um, at the end of the month. Um, I do not believe it is the church's responsibility to raise your children and your grandchildren and your nieces and nephews in Christ. I think that's your responsibility. Okay? You ought to be prepared to um, biblically, spiritually, in your example, in your verbiage, in your faith, raise your children to be mighty oaks of God. Okay? I, I, I really don't. Um, I, I really don't believe that just taking your child to church and they'll learn all they need to learn there. I think that is a very irresponsible attitude. I know that 99% of church says that. But the reality is, what this meeting is going to be is, is I want to begin um, to train all of us how to do that biblically. I, I want to teach you how to pray for your children and your grandchildren. You know, I don't want you to go, well, I said, you know, this and that, you know. No, I want you to absolutely confront Satan around their lives so that they have the freedom and the power to become the young men and women of God that they were created to be. Okay, you, you have to understand, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care what other churches, I couldn't care less whether a child likes the pizza parties. No, I'm serious. I, I really couldn't, you know. Oh, well, we do this and we do, oh, it's so much fun. And then we wonder why when they grow up, that's how you have to please them. And they never grow up in Christ. From the age of two, maybe before we'll pray over them, but from the age of two to 18, I want to have something set so that we know that these children have a solid, spiritual, biblical, exemplified foundation on which to grow. You know? I want to help you build young people that when they go to high school, they don't come, oh, the peer pressure. They go and they punch Satan in the nose. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, JC was, um, um, if you don't know, that's my son. And and he was homeschooled until um, uh, through eighth grade. And then he went to school. Everybody said, oh, my goodness, he's going to go to that awful school. He went there, and he impacted the school. And he and another friend who was still homeschooled brought revival to that school. Then he went to Penn State over here. And there were, there was a, they had revival on that campus. And these kids were praying in my basement till 2 or 3 in the morning. Don't tell me, oh, well, the secular universities and schools will get them. Get out of my face. The power of God is greater than the power of the world. Okay, enough of this foolishness. Enough. You know, I am so tired of weak-kneed, whiny Christians who are afraid for their children. Well, then do something about it. Build them up so that when they go, wherever they go, they go uh, like fire-breathing light and dragons that go in there and they knock down the gates of hell. They don't sit around and wait for the hell to get there. Amen? Enough of this foolishness. You know, I'm sorry. This is just silly to me. You know, Jesus Christ not only died, he rose again. It's in his Holy Spirit. We're supposed to have all this power. We're sitting around worried. Amen? Oh, my. Let me just, Pastor, you're trying to wake me up. Let me sleep. You know, enough of this. Enough of this, okay? Okay, so very, very, very important. Um. If the girls could put our our scripture up there. We are entering back into the study of Romans. I stepped away for six or eight weeks so that we could truly um, um, 
focus on the gospel, which everybody throws the word around. Nobody really is sure what it means. Um, but we spent six or eight weeks really studying what I think is just the most powerful thing that if that and the person of Jesus Christ, that if we don't get, we, we just never get on track spiritually. We really don't. We, we, and, and, and please pray for me. I am not a good writer, and I got so many things going that I'm just not getting it done, but I need to write a book on the gospel. Because 90% of Christians can't tell you, if you walk up to them, what is the gospel? They're like, I don't know, but I know it's good. You know, not exactly what to live on. Okay? So just pray that um, I am able to get that done. Um, if you go back, to, keep into Romans 1.16, but go back to verse 1. And, and, I, and, and, and I, want to, I want to bring something out that I brought out at the very beginning of our study in Romans probably two or three years ago. I can't remember how long. Um, some people keep that stuff like on a date book. They could tell you how many sermons they preach when. I can hardly tell you what I preached last week. But um, I, I, at the very beginning of this whole study, I, 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 I brought it out, and I brought it out probably 10 or 15 times since. I want you to understand something. This whole book starts out, I, Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ. Okay? Are you with me? you got to understand something. The rest of the book and the gospel does not work unless you have decided to be that. Is everybody listening to me? Everybody got what I'm just saying? You see, so many people, they want all the blessings of Jesus, but they don't actually want to have to surrender their lives to Jesus. They just want all the blessings. Well, let me help you with something. It does not work. There are so many messed up church people because they want the blessing. They want the salvation. They want the sanctification. They want the blessing. They want the glory. They want the wisdom. Give me, give me, give me, give me. But guys, it does not work if you have not become a slave or a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Okay? And I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that. None of the rest of this stuff works until you get that part. Okay, and then in our study of Romans, we started out and we had these bookends. We're starting and we started our one bookend is one sixteen, which we'll study today. And the la- the other end of the bookend was Romans sixteen verse twenty, which we almost studied last week. The fact that, and I want you to hear this. I want you to get this. God Almighty will the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Amen. If he's not, it's because. You choose for him not to. Why you would do that, I don't know. I understand the temptations. I understand the struggles. I understand sometimes you just don't feel good about things. I I understand that. But the reality is, this is the promise of God at the, at the end of the book of Romans, which is the great, greatest theological treatise there is. And he says, listen, I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this, you bond slaves of Jesus Christ. I want you to hear this. The God of peace will, it says, not maybe, will crush Satan under your feet. Amen. There are just too many people who call themselves Christians, and they're just kind of malingering and mediocrity, and they're just hanging out there all over the place, and they're all frustrated. I just don't understand God. I just don't understand this. I don't understand why, 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 why. Stop. You have not decided to allow the God of peace to crush Satan and evil and sin and hell 
and worry and doubt under your feet. Are you hearing me? Your kids and your grandkids and your friends and your workmates need to see Satan crushed under your feet. They don't need to see a bunch of bewilderment. They don't need to see a bunch of worry. They don't need to see a bunch of frustration. They don't need to see a bunch of anger. They don't need to see a bunch of bitterness in the name of Jesus. They need to see that you're a human too, just like gay. That was a fine thing to do. It really was. If you think you don't have any, Amarius, spend 10 10 minutes with me. I'll point one out to you. No, I'm serious. There's so many Christians. I grew up with that trash. Oh, I'm perfect. I ain't got no problems. Oh, come on now. That's not real, and you know it. You know? But the bottom line is, you don't malinger in it. You don't live in it. You don't let it live in and on you. You crush it. By the power of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Very, very, very important. Today we're studying the gospel. And it says, listen, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Okay? Who is the gospel? Jesus Christ. He came and accomplished the gospel for each and every one of us. The question is not whether he accomplished the gospel and whether the gospel is real and whether the gospel is comprehensive and thorough and able to do that great work in your life. The question is whether you will actually give your life to him so he can do it. So many people I know, well, I asked Jesus in my heart when I was four. I've been living like hell since. But I would just say it. You've got to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you're controlling your life, you know how Jesus, you know what Jesus does? Cool. Go for it. I love you. I'm here, kind of like what Lisa was talking about. But until you invite me into that area, you got it. As soon as you muff it up enough, you'll ask me in. Until then, I'll just watch. Amen? Are you with me? Anybody with me? You know, this is important stuff. This is important to teach our kids. You know, don't just tell them Jesus is going to get them if they do this. Tell them, no, no, no. You need to ask Jesus in so he can make you an overwhelming conqueror in this area of your life. Amen? Amen? So very, very, very important, guys. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the dynamite. That's the word there. The Greek word is dunamos. Dynamite. Right? Are you living in dynamite or are you living in church? I just enjoy that music. Oh, I lift my hands. Oh, I just feel so good. Go quit it. When you leave this place, do you live by the power of God or do you live by some ecstatic foolishness? You need to ask yourself that. You know, before you walk out that door, Satan's going to be bringing stuff to your mind. Anybody else struggle with that? You know, anybody else got any bills? Anybody not got any bills? I want your life. <laughs> you know, seriously. He's going to be attacking you. He's going to remind you of stuff. He's going to tell you about your past. He's going to tell you about all these people. He's that jerk on the neighbor, on the block. He's going to, we need to look at that and say, no, 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 no. I have the power of God. It may impact me, 
but it's not going to defeat you. Amen. It will impact you. You know, I mean, you get a call and you got a tumor or there's something wrong with your kid, that's going to impact you. Don't be silly. Oh, well, praise God. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to go, oh, God. You know, but God will get you there, folks. Yeah. Amen? God will get you there. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew and then the Gentiles. All that means is he first did it with the Jews by, way back in Genesis chapter 12 through the Old Testament. And now it's for us too. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, don't worry about all that. You know, people, they write books about that last statement. Books. Well, what he means by the Jew first and the Gentile. Who cares? It's for me. Amen? Get over your little selves. You know, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. I'm sorry. It always has. You know. Next verse. That is the next verse. Thank you. I don't appreciate y'all laughing at me. I'm insecure. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is Okay, now I don't like this part. This is the part I don't like. This is the part, take out your erasers. I just want him to do it. And I want him to do it when I want him to do it. Not only that, I want him to do it the way I want him to do it. This faith stuff is hard. Anybody else have struggled with that part? Anybody want that erased? And just say, hey, listen, just do it, man. You know? If you don't know me, I'm kidding. But the reality is faith is difficult because he doesn't do everything the way I want him to do it. He doesn't do everything when I want him to do it. He doesn't do everything how I want him to do it. Some stuff that I want him to do, he doesn't even do. That's cold. You ever say this? You got all the power in the world, and I'm just stuck here like this, man. Anybody else? I'll be honest. <coughs> Where are you at? What you doing? I got to get a drink. You should have known I needed a drink. But in all seriousness, this stuff is hard. It really is. Let's go back to 16, girls, if you don't mind. Let's start out with this. I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. I want you to dig a hole and and root this in your soul. You will never, ever, ever need to be ashamed of the gospel or the salvation of Jesus Christ. Because he will do his perfect, awesome Almighty will in your life, in his time, in his way, and it will be perfect and awesome. You need to hear that. You need to understand that. Sometimes it's hard. Satan's telling you, it ain't going to happen. Satan's telling you, man, he don't give a rip about you. Satan's telling you, you've done too many. And you ever hear this one in your head? You've done too many stupid things. Huh? You're not worthy. Let me help you with this. A little humbling. Ain't none of us worthy. None of us. Not a one of us. I don't care how much you put in the offering. You're not worthy. Amen? 
None of us are worthy, so just get that one out of your head. But I want you to hear this. You will never be embarrassed or ashamed as long as you hang on and persevere in faith in the gospel and the salvation of Jesus Christ. Never. 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 That's a hard one. We need to all be telling each other, man, God is slow, but he gets there. No, I'm serious. Because too often, you, they got these TV dudes telling them, well, you say it, he's going to do it right then. Yeah, it never worked that way for me. Does it work that way for you? You know, come up here, let me bang you in the head. And I will give you a concussion and you won't even know what's going on, man. No, seriously, I, I, this is all silliness. But you know what? God never said exactly when he would do it, but he said he would. Every promise in his word is for you in his time, in his way, when it is right and perfect. Amen. You need to understand that. Man, that's, that's a hard I'm going to be honest. This is hard for people. It really, really is. Because too often we pray it or, or we think that's part of salvation. It doesn't happen right away. You know, it, it, I mean... Who know, I can promise you Satan's coming after gay this week with that internet stuff. I promise you. He's coming after you with stuff that, that scarred you in the past or things you've done or, or footholds or strongholds. And, and we need to understand that the only hope you have is not in Pastor John and all God's people said amen. Okay? Now, I don't appreciate that strong vehement amen. No, I'm just kidding. But I ain't got nothing for you. The church, whatever that is, got nothing for you. But Jesus Christ, as per his conception, his birth, his life, his death, his blood, his resurrection, and the person of his Holy Spirit has everything you will ever need to accomplish anything and everything in your life that he created you for in the first place to make you into that person he created you to be in that first place if you will just stay true and focused even sometimes when you struggle to even believe it's going to happen. Abraham believed against all hope. Are you with me? I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. Man, if you think this is, you know, well, you come up here, give your life to Jesus, and all your problems will go away. I must have asked the wrong Jesus in. (laughs) You know, that's just, that's unbiblical foolishness. It's hobbycock. I'm not sure what hobbycock is, but I like the word. All right? But you need to hear this. You need to understand this. But God, in his right time and his right way, will do anything and everything necessary that he has promised to do in his word. Will he save your child? Yes. But you you better be praying and fasting. And praying and fasting and praying and fasting, you may be the only hope that child's got. Because nobody else around him gives a rip. Are you with me? You've got to hear this. You've got to hear this. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to save everyone. 
but my child's too far gone. No, they're not. My dad's too far gone. No, they're not. My dad's an alcoholic. There's nothing you can do. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. My husband's stuck in this. My wife is stuck in that. Man, I don't know what to do. We've got so many bills. There's so much stuff. There's so much water. I love this one. There's so much water under the bridge. What does that mean? I want you to hear this. The power of God is able to save everyone. Everyone. That's hard sometimes. Because you look at their life. You look at them when you even mention God. I have relatives. You mention God, they go off like a skyrocket. Ha, ha, yeah. Whatever. Just keep praying, man. You just keep praying, man. You just keep praying, man. The funny thing is, lots of times when it looks the worst and they get to be the biggest jerks in the world, it's about when they're about to get saved. So keep praying, man. You know, that's all we got, right? Why stop? Just because we're wimpy? You know, because we're struggling. (laughs) Amen? I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. Whatever you're stuck in, whatever may be your addiction of choice, to use Gay's word, no matter what it is, there is a power in Jesus Christ to set you free. I am so tired of hearing, well, you know, there are just certain things God can't do. Would somebody please show me that verse in God's word? I've even had people say I was mean for saying that. Well, you understand, my doctor says I couldn't give a rip what your doctor said. I'm sorry. Well, you know, my counselor, I couldn't care less what your counselor says. It's not that I'm against your counselor. I'm not against counseling. I'm not against doctors. It's just most of them don't know Jesus. Most of them don't believe that what his word says is true. And when his word says you can be set free, you can be set free indeed. Don't let people around you talk you out of the glory of God. Amen? That power is there for all of us. That power is there is to set us free. It really, really is. To everyone who believes. First, next verse, girls. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Faith. You and I were created to live in the eternal, righteous, holy flow of God. Let me help you with this. You will never have peace. You will never have joy. You will have it momentarily. But you will never have a lasting joy and peace and hallelujah 
until you allow the saving grace of God to set you free from the junk of this world and place you in the center of that holy, righteous flow. Are you with me? This is so important. It really, really is. It really, really is. But that doesn't happen because you read a book by Dr. So-and-so that says 10 easy steps to righteousness. Are you with me? I appreciate Dr. So-and-so. I probably read Dr. So-and-so. He probably had some wonderful things to say. It's wonderful. But you've got to understand, Dr. So-and-so, just like Dr. Letterman, we are limited. There is only one who is limitless. There is only one that can set us free. There is only one that can make us righteous and give us a holy, righteous life. There is only one that can keep us there. There is only one that can save us that way, and that is Jesus Christ. No other. No other. I don't have a problem if you go to a counselor. That's fine. But you need to understand, that counselor by themselves is not going to get you there. Do you understand that? You could, you could get on medicine. There's nothing wrong with medicine. Oh, I'm on, I'm on some kind of antidepressant. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. It's chemicals. I take them so that I don't die. <laughs> no, I'm serious. If I didn't take my high blood pressure medicine, my eyeballs right now would pop right out. No, I'm serious. Ba-boom! Hurt somebody. I have a problem with chemicals. But let me help you with something. No chemical can set you free. Are you with me? No chemical can make you right. No chemical can make you holy. And I want to go back. I don't have a problem with chemicals. It's not my problem. The problem with chemicals is they, our bodies tend to adjust to them, and then we need more chemicals. And that's, that's the only scary part. I don't have a problem with that. But I want you to understand something. God wants to set you apart and make you righteous in Him, in His name. And He is the only one that can do it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Has He Done that. Have you surrendered your life to slavery for him so that he can come and set you free? Or are you still shucking and jiving for control? Wondering why you're frustrated. Wondering why your life just never seems to be right. Wondering why you can't find any freedom from that one thing or that thing in the past or that scar or that addiction. And it's because you've never actually given that to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? I know that almost seems harsh because everybody wants everything soft and cute. But the reality is that's where we really are. That's where we really live. If you've got frustrations, that's because it's not in Christ, it's in you. 
We don't call it frustration. We call it stress. Okay? If you're angry, you could blame everybody you want. But that's because you've never chosen to give that to Jesus Christ. Are you with me? You know, you need to understand that. There is nothing that if you give to Jesus Christ, he can't do in your life. Nothing. Every promise he has ever made, he can and will do it. Amen? We have the answer. You can live in the answer. But the word for the gospel is euangelion. It's also where we need find the word for evangelism. This is not just for us, guys. If you want to become the greatness that God created you to be, you need to understand. You need to be spreading the wealth, baby. You've got a pot of gold and everybody in your world's broke. I read, I read something this week, and, and wow, this was back in the 50s. So I don't know what it would be now. But this guy said, you need to understand, a million people a week die without the gospel. Wow. What are we going to do? About that. Or are we just going to come next Sunday. In the same attitude. In the same whatever. Not impacting anybody's life really. With this wonderful gospel that we've talked about here. Or are we going to say you know what. Somehow. I am going to get on my hands and knees. And I am going to beg God to go before me and around me so that I can share this wonderful news with somebody in my life. Amen? This is powerful. This is wonderful. This is the epitome of love. This is the epitome of Wow, this is awesome. And how many people do uh, live in our neighborhoods, work with us, are around us, in our family, and they really don't know about the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Guys, it is not going to happen because you take some canned class to know how to tell somebody about Jesus. It's not going to happen that way. Not today. You know how it's going to happen? Is you're going to open up every area of your life, every pore and fiber of your life. And it's going to be something that just kind of flows through and out of you. Amen? Amen? Every person you come into contact with and they share with you that their marriage is a mess, you're going to be able to say, well, I know one that absolutely can save your marriage in making it right. Amen? Amen. 
Every time somebody comes to you and says, man, my kid is a mess. My kid is addicted. My kid is this. My kid is that. You just, all you got to do, it should be natural. Well, I know one that can save your kid. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. You know? Every time you meet somebody and they just feel like they got no hope, you, you just, you're going to look at them and you're just going to say, listen, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. But I know this, no matter who you are, no matter what's in your life now, no matter what's ever in your life, whatever comes into your life, the bottom line is there is hope. And that hope is one person. Amen. And that's Jesus Christ, the gospel. Amen. Do you want to get there? Do you want to be that person? Huh? What well, only happens by getting on your knees. That's different. You don't have to get on your knees. You can, wherever you pray. I don't give a rip. Getting into the word. And allowing the gospel, the power, the glory of God into the very core and fiber of who you are. So that you see him set you free and begin making you into the man or woman that you were created to be. So that you can go out here and you can tell everybody you touch. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. Our Father... We need your glory. We need your power. We need this gospel flowing in us and through us and around us and spilling out of us. Because unless somebody is ensconced in you, they need to hear it. Because there, is, there are areas of their lives that are out of control and they're hurting. Father, help us to examine ourselves. Are we people of your power? Are we people of your glory? Are we people that are being set free? And then, Lord, give us a passion. Give us a desire. Give us what we need to take this love and take this power and take this healing, and take this freedom to a world that really, really, really needs to hear it, needs to know it, needs to experience it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in your birth, in your life, in your death, and in your resurrection, in the person of your Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, help us to go and be fruitful and multiply, and make disciples in a very, very disturbed and hurting world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And all God's people said,